welcome to She Spotlight. I'm Tony Gripper. And I'm Kate Roger. Thank you for joining us for deep dialogues about the feminine. Intimate, informative, global investigations about understanding the contemporary feminine wave. Where are we and how do we move with it? All right, wonderful. Welcome, everyone, to our inaugural episode of She Spotlight, Understanding the Feminine Wave. I'm so, so grateful to be here with you and um, for the massive amounts of you who do not know who I am. My name is Kate Roger, and I'll give you a little bit of insight um, about where I'm coming from and, and what we're going to be doing here on this incredible adventure, this journey that we'll be traveling with on She Spotlight. Uh, I am the founder of a 501c3 educational foundation called Institute of Modern Wisdom. We founded that in 2010. I, uh, in, 20, in 2006, I created an amazing um, program for women it's a training in consciousness um, to really equip uh, women who have a deep connection to their spirituality and wanting to contribute in a productive, uh, artistic way in their lives. And that program is called Modern Day Priestess. We've been up to that since 2006. And um, it serves all walks of women. And I'm so excited to announce that we will be broadcasting that on the World Wide Web as an opportunity for anyone all over the planet to participate with. We've previously, up until this point, been in person with that, and now we're going um, live stream, love stream, so we're really excited about that. Uh, some of you may know that I am an ordained minister in New Thought uh, Ageless Wisdom with the Agape International Spiritual Center in Los Angeles, and I received my license after 10 years of deep, um, explorative, profound study in 2009. So I've been up to that for a decade, interestingly enough. And um, also, some of you may have heard, maybe you are familiar with um, the Ojai Love Center. That's a retreat center I founded uh, four years ago, a little bit over four years ago. And it is in the sacred Chumash Valley of Ojai, California. So I'm really honored to be a part of that uh, vision as well. And then most recently, I completed finally my PhD uh, a few months ago, a couple months ago. And that is centered on, my focus for my PhD is centered on integral theory and energy medicine. So that gives you like a sort of a, a feel and idea of where I've been exploring, what I've committed to. You can check out the websites that are that we have operating, and um, and just you know, here we go on this next adventure called She Spotlight, understanding the feminine wave, and you know why why are we creating this? Why are we doing this? We have a team of amazing people who are committed to the vision of this podcast. So why She Spotlight, Understanding the Feminine Wave? Since 2002, I have been very committed and interested in understanding the feminine energetic, what we call the feminine energetic. And if you Think about, like, if you've never thought about that, I'm, I, a lot of people are talking around that idea right now in terms of the feminine rising. And we're seeing so much in the collective um, that is being energized by this um, activity that's happening in terms of this rising tide of the feminine energetic, which is different than, um, than a gender a gender conversation, though it includes that, okay? So since 2002, I have been investigating the feminine energetic. I've been intentionally interested in it, and I continue to investigate, you know? And, I'm, and, and not only that, I'm interested in serving the emerging paradigm. We can totally see the outdated paradigm, you know, 
in its last ditch efforts, trying to like hold on this domination oriented, exclusive oriented, um, dominating hierarchical orientation. That's just like, you know, those days are like so over, um, totally numbered. And here we are then, how do we serve? How do we contribute? How do we unveil this emerging paradigm because it's not like we're going to watch it happen. We're actually going to be a dynamic part of revealing what's happening here. So uh, the conversations around that are so varied. There's so many, it's multifaceted. So without further ado, we're just going to launch and dive into this beautiful ocean of exploration um, with our first guest. And her, her name happens to be Kate also, though she spells it with a C. She's waving. Let's, let's get a – there she is. Kate, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. I'm so excited and honored to be your first guest on She Spotlight. Wow. I know. It's just the way that uh, she, quote, unquote, orchestrated it, I guess. There you go. So I'm, I'm really grateful. And, and before I launch into – formally introducing Kate to you, what I'd like to do is um, share how we met, how we came together. Uh, this was about six, six and a half months ago. Uh, I, I received an invitation from a woman that we both know, um, Betsy Chassie, who is a co-publisher uh, of a book that's coming out tomorrow, actually. It's called All You Need Is Love. And all you need is love, the importance of transcending spiritual cliches and living their deeper meaning or their deeper, deeper wisdom. So that's the tag of all you need is love. That is launching tomorrow. And so this is perfect that, um, that we have Kate here today because Kate happens to be the editor of that book. And I know that she also contributed to it. It's a one of those interesting compilation books where there's multiple authors centered around an idea and exploring that. So my particular chapter is called I Goddess, and it has everything to do with what we're launching here on She Spotlight, Understanding the Feminine Wife. So Kate and I had this amazing, and it's not the only one, we had an amazing two-hour dive together six and a half months ago on the phone, and I was going to write about something completely different, and she said, you know, I think you need to write about this, um, because that's really where my passion is and, and what I'm, where I feel a sense of responsibility. I mean, you know, there's so many different things that we can talk about, and so I'm super grateful to be here with Kate, who has had her own very interesting journey with the conversation of the feminine energetic, and we'll get into some really cool stories. Um, you know, we'll hear um, some stories from her in a moment. Though before we do that, I'd like to share her bio with you. All right. Kate Montana, who you see on the screen, looking like a flower in Hawaii, um, she has been on the hunt for no BS answers, no BS answers to life's big questions ever since she can remember, which means she's been very serious about life, meditating, getting degrees, sitting at the feet of gurus, working with shamans in the Amazon jungles, writing books about ego evolution psychology, enlightenment, and the divine feminine, all while struggling to wake up. And then, as it turns out, in 2007, she did wake up. So now she feels she struggles to reconcile not being human while still being apparently human and also a woman incarnate in the in the human experience. She is the author of the E-word, Ego Enlightenment, and Other Essentials. She's the author of Unearthing Venus, which I have right here, Unearthing Venus, My Search for the Woman Within. This is a memoir that she did um, in 2013, I think. 
And uh, she's co-author of a book called The Heart of the Matter with Darren Weissman. Her first novel, Apollo and Me, is a kick-ass love story, blending spirituality and sexuality, who doesn't like that, the marriage of heaven and earth. In it, Kate explores the mystery of the feminine nature and the vital importance of understanding the energetic forces behind gender. Kate also enjoys her work as a writing coach, helping women and men find and express their deepest truth and their voices. She lives on the island of Maui, which you see behind her, which also happens to be the farthest point of land from any other landmass. Lay out there in the boonies. <laughs> Got that right. Welcome. I'm so, so grateful you're here. And um, yeah, and one of the things that I really loved tuning in with you or with your, your journey in sharing your bio just now is uh, this exploration that you've been with in terms of the energy of the feminine mm -hmm. and how that might inform gender. You know, that's also a, a hot topic right now in the collective gender identity. So we may and we may not get to that, though. It's, it's all up. And I really appreciate the introspection, the deep work, the deep engagements that you've been doing over your incredible life journey and your authenticity and your vulnerability and, 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 and. You know, um, one of the things that I really appreciated about working with you is that we had a real collaboration happening, which is native to the, uh, the energetics of the feminine, and that there was a really like coming, going and coming back and forth with each other as we explored this assignment that you gave me. And and it, which terrified me, and um, and it's coming out tomorrow, so we'll see. <laughs> you know, we'll see. If, it, if it didn't terrify you, it wouldn't have been worth doing. Oh my gosh! Like even this moment, terrified. I'm terrified. So, so without further ado, I wanted to like bring up after we got, I got the final edit into you, and and we moved on. We had another two hour. Um, phone call and this was just like six weeks ago not even probably and you shared a story with me that happens to be in the very first chapter of unearthing venus and i was like wow i'm so glad she didn't share this story with me before kind of except for when you shared this story with me i felt my entire life recalibrate i felt my entire being recalibrate it was such a profound story and would you mind sharing that with us with yeah. all of us again right now because it's my whole, life, my whole life recalibrated when mm -hmm. this happened mm -hmm. it was 1999 or year 2000 i'm not too sure which i was the editor and northwest bureau chief of a native Amer national native american paper called indian country today i was on assignment and i was interviewing this shaman from ecuador by the name of ipupiara he was from the shuara tribe mm -hmm. and he'd been in the united states about a year talk about a shift in consciousness and what your your environment is about oh my god and i was interviewing him and i don't even remember what the interview was about at this point kate and i don't know how we wandered into this conversation about men and women about gender and gender roles but mm -hmm. Pupiara got on to talking about gender roles in his in the shuar tribe in the amazon mm -hmm. and he said you know men and women he said we we serve equally on tribal council men and women we consider each other total equals mm -hmm. but we consider ourselves totally different beings as part of this human species he said men and women are very different he said men do you know they're very aggressive we're very linear we're very goal-oriented you put us on task and we're just like you know just let me at it we're doers mm -hmm. and women are very 
sensitive and aware and intuitive and very right brain creative and very multitasking, multidimensional beings. Mm-hmm. And, and he said the, the, the women are in touch with nature. They are responsible for holding the health of the whole family mm-hmm. and then the larger family of the whole tribe. And then the larger family of the tribe in relationship with the natural world, with nature and the environment. So he said, so women are just these amazing, intuitive creatures that usually don't do that kind of noise. But anyway, (laughs) get it, get it. That is Um, awesome. (laughs) And he said, so we're equally represented on tribal council, but women do the women things. They take care of the children. They make the clothes. They make the pottery. They cook the meals, etc. The men hunt and fish and build the huts and the canoes and weapons. And that's that. He said, but there's one role that only the women can perform. And only, and one job that's the most important job that the entire survival of the tribe depends upon, and only the women can perform this job. And I was like, yeah, 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 make babies. Yeah, yeah. 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 Propagate the species. Propagate the species. Yeah, yawn. <laughs> <laughs> and and he said, yeah, well, yes, of course, that's important. He said, but that's not what I'm talking about. He said, in the Schwar tribe, he said, we understand the fundamental energetic qualities of masculine and feminine and they're very different and he said and it shows up in in how we operate and he said (laughs) the men unlike the women are not in tune with the world around them he said we will hunt until there's nothing left to kill we will cut down trees until there's nothing left he said we will fish and let's until there's no fish left in the rivers we don't you know, he said, we're just on target and we're doers. And he said, the women, they know what's in balance and they know harmony. And so the most important job of the tribe is the women have to tell the men when to stop. Yeah. I, it, I, oh God. I feels everywhere. Um, yep. Let's just I mean, leave that's right. with that idea for a moment. The women have to tell the men when to stop. Yeah. Right. I heard that 20 years ago and it still brings me to my knees. I have, I have, uh, yeah, I have chills everywhere on my entire body. (laughs) And, And then, then came the kicker. He, he said to me, um, he said, I've been in the United States for a year. And he said, where are your women? Why are you not telling your men to stop? Wow. And this was, this was in the year, this was at the turn of the century. Yeah, this was 2000. I know every time you say that, I think 1900? No, it was 2000. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, it's, okay, so. Well, it, when, he, when he said that, Kate, it was just mm-hmm. like, it was like the anvil in a cartoon falling on my head or the piano falling on my head. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh my holy God. It hit me that I had been, I didn't know how to stop. I'd been raised as a woman to act, think, and be like a man. Yeah. I didn't have an off button either. Yeah, well, all of us, all of us, uh, we live in this, the, you know, I was talking a little bit about the, the outdated paradigm, which is, which we're evolving out of that you know evolution is unstoppable and we there's so many people waking up and you know saying how can i how can i serve this next you know evolutionary like experience with in collaboration with consciousness itself and as living evidence of consciousness itself so you know we we've all been acculturated to be operating with the masculine energetic at the helm, which, you know, we know we've probably talked about this before that it's achievement oriented, acquisition oriented. It is, um, material oriented material. Uh, you know, it reminds me of, um, and, and some people who will be watching this will be familiar. And you spoke about Ecuador earlier, bringing South 
America into the conversation of, you know, the ancient prophecies that mm-hmm. spoke about the day when the uh, condor would come out of hiding, you know, and she would rise to fly wing to wing with the eagle in the sky. And that's really what is happening right now. It's happening right now. Just by your, your sharing this story, so, um, you know, in, in propagating that um, information and energetic information mm-hmm. across the World Wide Web, and I'm so, so grateful that you did that. Um, it, the days of um, separation, the days of uh, tyrannical <laughs> hierarchy, the days of uh, exclusivity, all those are so numbered. Structure and control. It's the masculine, you know, it's like, like, well, it's not the masculine. It's, it's the toxic masculine. It's the toxic masculine. And well, yeah. And, but part of the energetic of the masculine Mm -hmm. is structure. Well, we're hierarchical. Right. Right. But that's where we sometimes end up. And unfortunately where we've ended up today. Absolutely. Well, there is there. I want to thank you for, for bringing that into the space because I've been in conversation um, over the past couple of years around that idea, that notion of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and this is just a really simple like weave in with that idea, is that there is a kind of hierarchy that could be beneficial, I feel, for the humans. Because mm-hmm. humans, one of our primary uh, functionalities or non-functionalities is that we forget we forget and then we remember and we forget we you know we talk about waking up constantly you know which every day is an invitation it's not like we arrive so because we're on an evolutionary like unspiraling unfolding of consciousness we are artistic experiences of the infinite so this idea of hierarchy particularly as it relates to just the human experience and even other relations as well here on, you know, in the earth plane experience is that I would think of like, you know, we've all heard of the third, a lot of us have heard of the 13 grandmothers and how people are like saying, you know what, why don't we respect our elders, you know, and kind of elevate them for the repository of wisdom that they are, you know, so there, so I think that, one of our invitations, even here on this podcast, and in my work for sure, and and in your amazing, luminous writing, and all of everything that you're up to, is um, let's let's in 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 putting words to what it is that we're in service to. Um, I'm interested in seeing can we redefine and energize even the word hierarchy. Nice. You know, because our elders, I do feel like just in this plane, there are definitely people who know a shitload more than I do. Yeah. And 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 that's not been respected in our culture. It's mm -hmm. been about he who has the most toys, he who has the most money, he, she who has the most control Mm -hmm. um, and power in a corporate or a political or a business sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and that's what we've been trained to aspire to. It is what we've been trained to aspire to, and um, we've all been acculturated to that, like you, me, and everyone. And that actually just um, flashed my opening scene in the I Goddess chapter, which um, just kept coming forward in my mind, kept coming forward in my mind until I surrendered and, and wrote about that scene was this, um, I was in this, actual it's a true story i went um to this luncheon this charity events um luncheon in beverly hills uh a girlfriend of mine invited me she had a table there so i got to be in the midst of all of these movers and shakers and you know actually do gooders people who are aspiring to like be a contribution and out there in the field really really affecting change um beneficial change right relationship kind of change and the keynote speaker of that event, which I was um, so excited to hear, happened to be, or happens to be, 
the, I guess, the senior editor or the executive, whatever you call it, that, of uh, a magazine, a feminist magazine called Ms. Magazine, which is totally famous. I know everybody's heard of that. And she was, as she approached the podium, and then when she started speaking, I was like, oh my God, my jaw completely dropped because she was very rigidly dressed. Mm. She was in a black pantsuit um, and approached the dais. She gripped the dais and she proceeded to talk about how we needed to continue to do battle. And I just, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, well, I couldn't believe what I was hearing, particularly with the opportunity that we had in that room that day to uplift the feminine in a way that wasn't masculinized. Right. There is a, a huge conversation, and, and please chime in if you have any, like, beautiful insights around this, because I, I, it's been also an area of investigation around, you know, quote unquote, feminine anger and how that's been, you know, completely, uh, you know, fucked up essentially in terms of a conversation in the predominant paradigm. And as we well know from archetypal studies and even our own allowances, self-allowances of like, oh, I, I get to be angry. Well, there's a conscious use of anger. Though right. so I wouldn't, necessarily say it's to use um, that particular energetic against anything or as an anti-energy. We can you know, anger it. is an incredibly powerful motivating yeah. force mm -hmm. and it can be a positive force as long as it's not negatively directed as in doing battle and having additional conflict. Yeah. If you use that force to uplift and educate. If mm -hmm. you use that force to drive you out of your lethargy, out of your recliner, out of your regular job, out of your whatever is your comfort zone, to go out and march or go out and you know talk at your daughter's or your son's school. If you use it to go out and start talking about this kind of conversation, mm -hmm. that there are qualitative differences between masculine and feminine personas, mm -hmm. and that so far in the 20th century, in the 21st century, we have been a masculinized culture. Mm -hmm. Men created the um, economic system, men created the political system, they created the educational system, they created the philosophic system, they created the religious system we're in. And can we, can we, can we even accentuate that even though there are a lot of men on the planet who participate for obvious reasons with that patriarchal um, paradigm and it's and it's uh, the way that it operates you know it really you know was started by like European um, European uh, men which typically are white men now this is not a white male bashing session no not at so all what we get to do is we get to be super honest with what has been and this is where anger like I want to go back to the anger conversation in a moment, though, because the it's important for us. I I feel like to honor the you know all of the various permutations of the paradigm that has been ex exclusion oriented and and you know domination hierarchically and giving people permission to have like a little bit more expression in the world or you know you can do this any of that that's craziness so i just want to toss that into the space you know for us to be present with because it isn't just men i mean your moment with this master teacher from ecuador you know that was a fella. That yeah. was a dude saying, where are your women? A very aware dude who yeah. came from a culture who understood the value of the feminine and the masculine as qualitative, archetypal, energetic expressions of life. Mm -hmm. Men have the feminine within them and feminine mm -hmm. qualities. Women yes. have the masculine within them. Mm -hmm where we can where we've gotten off track is that we've only 
lauded and uplifted the masculine way of being, thinking, and expressing in life. Yes, rewarded. Rewarded, rewarded that. And the, the feminine expression has been completely eliminated and marginalized. Even if I talk about, I just, we talked about languaging earlier. Mm-hmm. I think about the feminine, even using the word feminine. Hi, I'm feminine. It's just like, ooh, something in me cringes because I've been raised in a masculine structured mm-hmm. society that goes, now the feminine means, you know, airy fairy and airheaded and mm-hmm. inconsequential and, you know, frilly and frothy. And it, it has a diminished feeling to it. Dimin- so that's the whole element of the, these beautiful qualities of intuition. Intuition has been, you know, relegated to woo-woo, you know, inclusivity and compassion have been relegated to touchy-feely. Um, you know, emotion, oh shit, we shouldn't be emotional because then we're going to be labeled hysterical. Now, well, of course, and, man and, now goes into emotion. He's, bless his heart, he's in his heart. Wow, right. look at that. But, so there's this imbalance that has to be addressed to to bring to the foreground an awareness mm-hmm. that there are two modes of being in operation and they're not the same. You know, so far women's equality has been equated to being equal to a man. Equal right. Equality to be like a guy, but equal does not mean same. Right. So I think that's the, the, the big, you know, let's, let's rise up and educate, wake up to the fact that there are two amazing poles that are complementary in this dance called life together and let's get it together yeah and everybody yeah. Being on one side of the boat <laughs> right right and yeah you've you just said so much good juicy stuff one of the things also that i want to speak to um that i that came forward for me is that this is not a political conversation you know and i so appreciate you not going there because this is actually just an energetic conversation. This is just a what is conversation. And one of the things that's out in the um, trending right now in terms of self-identity, which, which humans do that. We self-identify, we label ourselves. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And there's the gender, the whole conversation of how do I label myself gender wise. And so that isn't really even the conversation we're having right now. One of the things that I imagine when I think about the energetics of the, what we call the divine masculine or the masculine energetic, the feminine energetic, the divine feminine is the, um, that yin yang symbol where it's like these waves that are kind of waving together and, and going back and forth and everybody it's with everybody. There's nobody that it's not that that doesn't have both of those capacities. Right. We've just been in the exercise gym, overly developing a, a masculine modus operandi. Mm-hmm. And so, what's happening and what we're all feeling right now, it seems to me, is as we're this this feminine thing that's rising. One of our responsibilities. I think is to really, really not masculinize it in, in our describing of it and in our like seeking to understand what's happening. Right, right. And not, and not to politicize it, though we can use, we can use um, all of those avenues in order to reveal it and in order to introduce it and in order to show it and, and, and evidence it, which is really, really important. And, and that it is incredibly mysterious, which is one of the complicating factors in this whole yeah. conversation about the feminine, mm-hmm. divine or otherwise. It's all divine, divine masculine, mm-hmm. divine feminine. But mm-hmm. it is the feminine has been called mis- the mystery, the great mystery for a very great mm-hmm. reason. It's like mm-hmm. the feminine energetic is more hidden. You know, it's we're the moon, the masculine is the sun. The feminine mm-hmm. has always been equated with darkness and interiority and the masculine with light and exteriority. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is look at, you know, our genitalia is all inside. The masculine genitalia is all external in the light. Mm-hmm. So there's, but without one, we can't have the other. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I think it's been such a beautiful journey. When, when I heard Apupiara say that, mm-hmm. it rocked my world rocked my world it changed my life in that moment Mm -hmm. and i because i realized that i'd been raised to be a guy to think Mm -hmm. like a guy act like a guy make love like a man 
the whole nine yards. So it put me on the journey, thank God, of, well, what am I, what am I missing? It's just like, oh my God, what am I missing? Unearthing Venus. <laughs> <laughs> I search for the woman within, oh God, please. Yeah, yeah which is, what a thank, journey. You, so thank you so much for doing that. I had to. Yeah, I had to. And the only way I could explore that and write that it, my own journey, because as a writer, so mm -hmm. um, I had to explore my story. And where did I lose track of the feminine? And where did my society not show me the feminine? Where did my mother not show me the feminine? What were the incidents in my life that drove me into my more masculine persona and expression? Well, it was kind of like, if I want to live and do well, I better man up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And you know what, Kate, I think in human humanity's evolutionary journey, I think that um, it's important to acknowledge that we needed to, I feel like, and you know, other people probably feel other things around this, I feel like it was important for us in a way to become men. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because, because even though it is um, not sustainable and it's not um, authentic to our native um, nature of being collaborative um, and having both of these beautiful energies in our operating systems while not honoring one though what I think we were saying no to is the diminishment of the the female so I've got to become a man in order to you know and then we reached a threshold with that and I think that that's what was so because I, since 2002 I've been like investigating this and working with women to help them unpack and dismantle and and really in a practical way not in the necessarily I mean the woo-woo can be there though in a very rooted very sturdy practical way of understanding what is who am I or how does the feminine energetic operate Yep. And then for the ones that are feminine incarnate, how is that? Or the ones who are feminine identified, how, how do I experience this? How do I express it and be with it? You know, so it's, it's a huge, oh my gosh, it's just such a huge investigation. And, and, and so easily languaged because again, we don't have the, we have a very masculinized language around right. this, but you know, I, I, you make a good point because there was a time when everybody was right brain and, and this is how we operated, both men and women. And then language and mathematics and science came in, very left brain but masculine arenas. And so we've done this polarized swing as far as a species evolution is concerned. Mm -hmm. We started off all right brain, now it's, we're left brain dominant. Well, okay, time to do marry the head with the heart. Time to be a whole brained species time to be able to express holistically and have the whole bloody dance available to us. Right. I can be chaotic and organized. I can be intellectual and I can be intuitive and emotional. I, I can have it all because I am it all. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's, then that's where we're going. And that's why I think we see so much depression. The, the rate of, of women in, in depression and in alcoholism and drug abuse right now is exponentially rising and mm -hmm. rampant and mm -hmm. i think it's because we sense that there's this beautiful quintessence sweetness this intuitive <gasps> radiant uh capacity to actually be in the unknown and be unlimited and unstructured and and it's just and liberal well, and all of that like unlimited unstructured mystery and all of that that you're speaking about I feel that ultimately, and this is my personal experience, and then also what I've been um, cultivating with the with the individuals I've been serving, both men and women, uh -huh. is um, that there's also oddly a very rooted, stabilizing experience that comes when one has an identity as the mystery unfolding itself ever ever constant ever happening unfolding unfolding here and now and living in the mystery from inspiration not from i mean we all have our to-do lists our taskings that we need to like you know 
run through during the day and living an inspired life, a soul directed life um, with, with, you know, with all of what you just said at hand and at place. So it's not, it, it is a destabilizing experience in, in, you know, yeah, on multiple fronts though. Ultimately what I have found is that it's an, an, uh, an infinitely stabilizing Mm -hmm. orientation to be, uh, comfortable in a way in, a, in an uncomfortable way with the mystery yep. the, I don't know I have no idea you know well, what a freaking relief what a monkey off my back to mm-hmm. be able to say I don't know yeah just yeah. that right. it's just like oh my god in my previous more masculine structured you know this is I've got my to-do list and my goals and my five-year plan and my tenure and blah 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 it's just like wow to be able to show up and say you know this is where I'm intending to go. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know how this is going to unfold. I'm open to receiving direction from life, other, mm-hmm. all of life, including other people. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wow, the heat's off. You know, not only is it a stabilizing thing to open up this way, but it's such a relief. So I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to be right all the time. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to know everything. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. I can breathe. I can just be me. I can breathe. <laughs> I can just exist because because ultimately I am, and each one is an experience of consciousness itself, an experience of the infinite. Right. Yep. So we can. I can be it. it all, and that's yes. that's stabilizing and a relief. And it's scary at first. You're absolutely right to mm-hmm. to move into mystery and not and to admit mm-hmm. not. Knowing mm-hmm. and to open to vulnerability and emotions, mm-hmm. huge steps. Huge, but we steps. have to take them. But we have to take them, otherwise, literally, this planet is doomed, and humanity is doomed as a species if we don't open up and flower in our wholeness. You know, that's mm-hmm. not a doom and gloom statement. That's just practical. That's just you know, not everybody can be on one side of. The, we can't have both men and women and all of society on one side of the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. to have rowers on both sides. <laughs> right. And yes, which is, you know, what we're, what we're up to right here and right now is saying, okay, so how do, how do we do this? How do we harmonize? And here's, this, uh, here's, an, here's an oar <laughs> you can use. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And there are oars we can use to move into uncovering this mystery called the the feminine. Yeah. Let's just breathe with that for a moment, though. Let's just feel. Because uh, we are so doing-oriented. We're so, as you've said, so externally oriented. And the feminine is so much about presencing and listening listening and holding space breathing yeah and bearing witness bearing witness feeling the energetics Mm -hmm. of the dynamic feeling you know instead of me trying to ramrod and have a monologue over you to (laughs) open up and have a dialogue and that's not easy for me i've been trained to do the masculine dialogue thing and so Mm -hmm. to i mean monologue thing so I'm the expert. Let me tell you how life is. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and I haven't gone off on that and, for a long time until I realized how dysfunctional it was. <laughs> well, and one of the cool things is that you are the expert and I want to hear you tell me how life works and we're weaving together. You know, when you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, the to-do list and the tasking and, and everything like that, one of the discoveries that I make in my mind, not that I've arrived and, and though it's more present constantly, constantly, is that we're all in this together. You were talking about the earth, Mama Gaia, and, and what could happen if we don't harmonize energetically. And the good news is, even as I was tuning in today, this morning, before our time together today, 
I really, really caught, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. You know, you're just, so you don't have to do it all. It's in fact, and in truth, it's already happening. So just show up, just show up and serve. And want, and want something new and different to flower within you. Yeah, you just have to want it. And just ask them, you don't have to know what it is or how to get it. All you have to do is go, oh my God, life, show me. Yeah. What am I missing here? What is the feminine within me? What is that spirit? What is that movement? Yeah. It's, it's, such a, it's such a like, huge investigation and exploration. So, okay, so let's, let's do a little scenario here. If, um, <laughs> if someone like the corporate lady who's achieving, um, she's, got, she's multi-degreed and she's achieving you know, these things in life. And oh, you're talking it, about the executive editor of Ms. Magazine. Okay. <laughs> you know, I... I, I like bow down before women like her, uh, you know, including so many women that I have intersected with in my life. I bow down before that because the, the, they, I consider those women <clears throat> to have been in the jungles with the machetes, carving out a path. Damn you know, straight. And, and, and providing a conversation. Absolutely. So, so change and bless their hearts i mean that's why we're having this conversation yeah. nobody's bad and wrong everybody has played an absolutely vital role and yeah and and integral part for, yep. for real so though let's say somebody came up to you um on the street or in you know a coffee shop or wherever or called you you know just to have a chat yeah. what would and they were interested in beginning to like um, unveil or open up or intersect with this energetic that's already within them. It's nothing to achieve. No, no achievement necessary. It's already here. Right. What, what it, like invitation would you put into the space? Okay. Okay. In other words, actually, what can, how can I put this in motion? How can mm -hmm. I open myself up to this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I would say I'd have to go back to the very first part of the conversation and say, stop. Mm -hmm. Stop. Take a break. We are so doing and on the go and driven and goal oriented. And if we're not on our, fo our phone, we're on our computer, we're driving, we're, we have so much going on. So the feminine is this beautiful, spacious graciousness that can rise up within us if we have the space to take a breath and stop what we're doing. And so, you know, for myself, I have, I used to work 16 hours a day at the computer. And now after eight hours, I say, stop. My, all my work will be there tomorrow. And I literally have to just like grab myself like a kitten by the scruff of the neck and, and haul myself like, like mama kitten, mama, mama cat away from the computer. Stop, Kate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go out, go swimming, take a walk, go sit under the trees, mm -hmm. open up the time and the spaciousness to allow a new way of being and interacting with life and with your own self and others to unfold. So stopping is the time out. Mm -hmm. Whatever you can do, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be, oh my God, I don't have five hours to meditate, so I'm not gonna bother. 15 minutes. So, and when you find yourself really like in a rat trap of, you know, like mental self-flagellation or guilt or worry about stuff, that's another great time to go, oh, stop. Yeah. And, yeah. and part of the whole stop dynamic is, as soon as you remember to stop, <sighs> breathing take a breath breathe it's like the first thing the, the thing that connects us to our bodies and the divine feminine the feminine mm -hmm. the divine part is all divine mm -hmm. the feminine is the face of god it's the embodiment of spirit mm -hmm. and so to you know, for myself as a very driven type a personality i approached spirituality and enlightenment with the same drive and fierceness that I did my regular, my job. And it was like, oh, I'm getting out there to God, get me out of here. 
I lost track of life. I, I, I put life away. And so I, I, was, I was deeply crippled for decades in my spiritual path. Mm-hmm. So stop and breathe. And then, because that's going to help you embody and be in your body. And the body's intelligence is so, so vast. And then we can feel. So you're, you're, you're speaking about stopping. And yeah. one of the things that's coming up for me, and I was hearing the birds singing there alongside of you, which was so beautiful. Uh, I started to think about the seasons, mm-hmm. you know? So there's the spring season where all of this birthing and extending and stretching and, and introduction is happening. And then there's the sustaining presence of the, the summer and nutrification and like process and the doing of becoming and all of that. And then there's the harvest time and then there's the winter time, right? Where, you know, we talk about like in the medicine wheel, we talk about bear medicine, animal spirit medicine, and just turning within hibernating and, and going with, and that's what that speaks to that time. And there have been times in my life when I have unplugged, from the maelstrom, from the minutia, from all of it, literally for a couple of years at a time, mm-hmm. in order to align with something unpredictable, something maybe chaotic yet ultimately ordered, something inspired, you know, and everybody has access to that. And we could just talk about this forever, though. Yes, the stopping and the breathing and the, the turning within, the honoring of the seasons. Everything in nature mimics everything in nature. So we all have seasons. And uh, they end. Pardon? Things stop. Spring comes to a stopping place and becomes summer. Summer stops and becomes fall. I mean, everything. nothing goes on forever. Mm-hmm. All, although the military industrial complex would like to think that the, it, that the planet is, has mm-hmm. infinite resources and that we can just go on escalating the bottom line um, and making more and more profit. Those days are numbered. Those They're days numbered. are <laughs> done. So that's, a, a, that's that old, yeah, so stopping, stopping. God, I mean, just that one four-letter, what a four-letter word. It's amazing. He, he provided such medicine. Uh, for you and for all of us, because, you know, just hearing you re-say that story today, like, you know, again, chills were just going on for minutes. Yeah, yeah totally. And I'm, and I'm sure we're, the two of us aren't the only ones who experience that. So, so is there, okay, so stopping and breathing, um, is there anything else that you would say to this individual who, you know, was yes. saying yes to what would that be? Trust your heart. Trust your heart. You know, and that kind of like, because the heart is a feeling-based organ. I mean, it, it, it's a guidance system within mm-hmm. us. And, and sometimes we override it because we don't stop and we don't breathe and we're not in touch with our embodiment. And so we, it's kind of easy to lose track of. But, you know, by God, we always know when we're compromising ourselves and our 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 truth and not following our heart, following mm-hmm. our head instead. Mm-hmm. And um, so God, the, the body never lies, Kate. Mm-hmm. It never lies. We can trust the heart to always guide us. Now, is it going to take us to, you know, fame, riches, and instant overnight wealth? Probably not. But that's not the point. We may end up in riches and fame and all that, but that's not the point. Follow the heart. It'll always take you where you need to go to be mm-hmm. happiest most enriched and to contribute the most to the world and to yourself. Yeah. The artistry, everyone's heart. And then I, I tend to even go and then let's, let's breathe with that, trusting our hearts. And then let's drop a little bit beneath that into like a soul space. And I know that when I honor that, something comes forward, it rises up and um, invitations about how to participate with life that I could have never imagined 
come forward. Mm-hmm. You know, my life is evidence of that. And we, there's so much that we could say about that, though. We speak about surrender, some of us um, who are in, like, the spiritual growth sector of teaching and stuff. And we talk about this quality of surrender. And when I first heard that word, I was super irritated and agitated. And I was like, I am not surrendering, you know, though, um, as I moved forward in my yesing and attuned to became more and more attuned with the infinite, with the chaos, with the mystery and satisfied my scholarly mind that wanted to understand and articulate, um, what, I was experiencing and seeing, bearing witness to energetically, um, I realized that this, that, that it's a surrender of just like, let go, let, let go, you know? And, and, you know, and I used to, I seriously used to get pissed off when I would hear that phrase, let go and let God, like that, like totally, golly, I just, not to the point of getting nauseated, though I would be like, how many times can I roll my eyes in hearing that? <laughs> well, in our culture, surrender means defeat. Right. And so one of the things, that I, and so I, I want to bring this up because I want to, you know, support the empowerment of anyone listening and also our continued yesing, you and me, Kate, is um, that this, what happens, what my experience is in surrendering to the magnificence that is already here, that is already encoded, you know, including this um, feminine energetic that wants to be known by you, mm-hmm. by all of us, including that nobody loses, everybody wins, everybody yep. wins. So there's a surrender kind of and an obedience that happens, I have found, to this amazing, mysterious you know, even vulnerable place. And it's so powerful. It's so informative. It's so neutrifying. It's so um, gracious, gracious and indestructible and actually unstoppable. It's absolute art. Mm -hmm. And it is what, what I call the activity of love, love intelligence. And so, you know, it's in the stopping, yeah. It's in the stopping that we become available to listen to this, you know, and that is a vulnerable place to be. And, and it's an exercise. If we are rewiring our operating systems, which we who have been acculturated in a, a, an intense masculinized way, I'm one of them, I, I knew that I had to reformat myself. I had to recode and allow something that I didn't know about to open, to awaken, and, and inform from the inside out. We can study about it all we want, though. Your point, and what is the, the shaman's name from Ecuador? What's his name? Ipupiara. Ipupiara. Mm-hmm. What Ipupiara gifted us with was this invitation to stop. And so much happens when we do. So much happens, so stopping. And then one of the things, one of the benefits that I have found happens when we stop and we become available to what is seeking to express itself as the incredible artistry of our lives is a new kind of listening comes forward. And, and it begins with the self. We've, you know, we've, we've got to exercise that muscle of listening in that deeper, more acute kind of way, just being available and listening. There's no thoughts that happen with that. You're not coming, you're not having a comeback. You know, there's just nothing. Let me figure this out. Mm -mm. Yeah, there's a listening that happens. And And a waiting waiting that occurs. Yes. Yeah, a, a listening and a hearing that happens. And when we build this particular muscle, when we nutrify it, strengthen it, enliven it in our operating systems, then we can take that and apply that in our everyday lives, this listening, 
our, the, the, the walk of the life becomes different when listening is engaged without attachment. So we can really be present with somebody who needs to express something, mm-hmm. you know, and not make it about us. You know, let, there's, a, there's a new kind of listening, and I really feel that this emerging paradigm, uh, that this is a quality of the emerging paradigm of this, this more evolved kind of listening mm-hmm. is wanting, and it is already happening. I mean, you know, it's already happening, so let's accentuate that. Let's yes it. Let's amplify it. Let's practice it. Let's live it, this listening. It's so beautiful. I had to laugh. It's like, what? You mean I I just shouldn't sit here and just kind of like pretend to listen to you while waiting to think about what the next thing I'm going to say is? Right. (laughs) Amazing. I've never done that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's modus operandi for the, you know, the, the dominant paradigm though. Here we are exploring and saying, okay, we can feel this other thing happening. And so what, what's all that about? And that's, that's what we're up to here, here you know, at Spotlight. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because I, and I just thought of this in light of this conversation mm-hmm. is that, you know, if we say as spiritual beings that everything is one, mm-hmm. then if I'm listening, I'm listening to myself through you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yep. it's, and, and it just, and that it just expands that whole idea about, instead of being a philosophy of, well, everything is one, it's just like, wow, if I really do tune in, stop, tune in, breathe, and listen, it's just like, wow, everything can speak to me. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what we experience in modern-day priestess training. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like for real. And, um, And those faculties, it's not something that anyone needs to learn. It's already with you. Yeah. Those, those faculties, those functionalities, what we get to do in the stopping, in the wisdom of the stopping and the breathing and the surrendering is then, then it gives it permission to come forward and inform and enliven and become our, our everyday experience. You know, this is an exercise in consciousness, though. There is a choice orientation. And for individuals, you know, who aren't interested in, living an inspired life it's just where they're at and it's it is what it is and you know they can take the directives of the dominant paradigm and continue to fulfill those directives though that isn't what's happening in the evolutionary unfoldment of life itself there is this presence this energetic that's saying hello that's rising that we're all feeling and it is this you know feminine energetic that isn't about doing battle yet will she birth a new reality you betcha she will and she might do it with fire yep you know and that's okay that's an element it's a sacred element i'm so grateful to be here with you kate i am you i'm so <laughs> grateful that we've discovered the other part of ourselves <laughs> called kate really, right i know right. i know yeah. This has been wonderful. Thank you yeah. so much for inviting me into this conversation. Oh, yeah. So- it's the conversation to be having. Mm-hmm. It's Bless. really, really important. So, you know, um, I'm saying yes to this being beneficial for, for anyone who intersects with, with our time here together today and knowing that there is medicine, um, there is medicine that will be igniting, um, at least one one person, I'm feeling that. So that's good, in the in the unified field, right? I like to get all cosmic with it, though. <laughs> so, so so just in in sort of wrapping, um, doable experiences, engagements, stopping and breathing and um, trusting, trusting that internal compass, the heart, the soul, trusting your heart right? The, the, that piece of what Kate was speaking about isn't necessarily about, it doesn't carry any opinions. There's no <laughs> personality oriented. It's not that emotional component of the heart. There's this inspired compass that's resident in every single human. And 
that we can yes. And that, you know, and being available to that, even if it doesn't make sense, because oftentimes it won't. Most times mm -hmm. in my Most experience, times it, it won't, won't, right? It won't yeah. make sense because we, we, we don't know what we don't know. And we're, and, <laughs> and, you know, and we're always like trying to like pre describe what it is that's coming. And, and that is not evolution. That's mm -hmm. not evolution. And so what happens as we become available to the mystery that we are in the artistry, the amazing art, artistic nature of our lives is this listening component, you know, and then more, 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 more. More information, more receiving. Yeah. Yeah. So to continue a conversation with Kate Montana, um, her books, her books are all av available on her website. That's katemontana.com, K or C, C A T E, um, montana.com. And you can also find her books on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, like any of those ways They'll go to her website and check her out and see, see what she's been up to. And most recently Apollo and me, and then even like more recently, like right now, all you need is love. And I want to reiterate the, the name of that. All you need is love, the importance of transcending spiritual cliches and living their deeper wisdom. It's so important. And then I have, I'm so grateful that I have a chapter in there called I Goddess. And that's available today on pre-order on Amazon. And then the launch happens tomorrow and everyone can order that um, at your convenience and pleasure. Um, so uh, for more information on our programs, our featured columns, we have some amazing uh, things coming down the river for you with She Spotlight, Understanding the Feminine Wave. I'm really, really excited to share them all with you. We're going, one of the really incredible things is that every single new moon, we will have this incredibly um, talented and um, brilliant uh, woman who has studied astrology for decades um, do a new moon delivery for you. So um, you'll want to stay tuned in for that. So visit our, our, web, our website, SheSpotlight.com, and you can find us on Instagram at, at SheSpotlight. And thank you so much for joining us on this inaugural episode. We got through it. <laughs> I'm so grateful. And I'm breathing. <sighs> and I'm with you all. And I, I will you come back and, and be with us again, Kate? Absolutely. I would love to continue the conversation. Oh, great. I'm so excited. Lots of love, everybody. Blessings. Come find us. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you so much for joining us. Kate and I invite you to subscribe to She Spotlight as we continue our inquiry to the feminine wave.